Welcome to Bipolar Inquiry, drafting and crafting bipolar consciousness since 2016 by philosophizing, relanguaging, and harvesting mania's special messages, meaning visions, extraordinary experiences, ideas, insights, superpowers, possibilities, synchronicity, and parallel worlds. The Bipolar Inquiry podcast is not meant to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Information discussed on the show is not medical advice. Now, let's get started with this episode. as the airplane was. So I'm here and I'm settled in and it's a beautiful day. Somewhat cold. Warmer now but an hour ago I was cold. So I put on extra layers and now I'm feeling warm. And it's supposed to rain in a few days. For a few days. I don't know how much but this area here will probably have a lot of water in it, even though right now it's dry. So after it rains, I'll come back and see. And I got all my vitamins that I ordered. One thing I didn't order was the acyl L-carnitine and alpha-lipoic acid. Probably forgot, because that was something I added to the mix later. So when I was looking on my original order, it wasn't there, so I didn't think to order it, probably. And I didn't do another order for the lithium orotate. It came to mind that I could put my lithium orotate caps, the Swanson brand ones that look white, in with a vial of lithium carbonate. So I took out the lithium carbonate filled it with lithium orotate and I only had 45 of the Swanson brand and I need 60 to get through the month so I took some of the Dr. Napier lithium orotate brand that looks kind of like aspirin and put it with my baby aspirin so that reminds me I need to take those out because right now I don't actually know if I took baby aspirin or another lithium orotate because I didn't quite separate them yet so that's how it went with the vitamins, because I had other stuff on there and it was going to be like 30 bucks American. I'm like, how can I not spend this 30 bucks American right now? And I'm really glad to be here. This shows that even when there's months of real struggle that it's again possible to make dreams come true whether it's international travel or whatever there's always ways and we have that creative energy and we can use that creative energy to create good situations when we're in good internal states
Well, for now, not much to say. It's being present. Can you hear something? I wonder what it is. And what extra bits did I end up bringing? I brought my chest strap in case I want to do some coherence breathing, and I haven't done that in a long time. And I also brought my earthing shoe attachment, and this might make me look a little weird, but this is somewhere I definitely want to be connected to the earth. And have that energy go directly to my skin. So, that is the thing. This rubber, this like grounded rubber, and then this connected and then it connects to my skin. So I should be at zero voltage and connected with the earth when I'm on natural ground like rocks and dirt and things like that. I know it's something very small so it's easy to pack. And I did bring my rollerblades and my hair straightener. Which is not a necessity, but I'm kind of liking my hair soft and straight right now. And it's a bit cold to rollerblade right now, but hopefully I'll be able to in a week or two. But I could really just sit here every day, all day. simplicity, the beauty, hearing rustling in the bushes and then seeing that that means there's little squirrely-like chipmunks chasing each other, happily frolicking, or birds. Maybe the chipmunks will come up to me and get to know me at some point. And like I said, this is definitely going to be flowing one day and it'll look pretty cool. I've never tried passion fruit before. It's kind of weird. Makes a funny sound. like that scene in Star Wars when Luke Skywalker cuts open that big bantha or something.
got passion fruit. first fresh orange I'm back here and it's days later. There's definitely some water flowing. It's kind of nice because it drones out the sound of that power box or something that's making noise when the water's not running. And I've been keeping really busy. The only thing I really have to say is that when I packed my lithium orotate in my lithium carbonate container and thought I was a genius for doing so, as if they really check anyway, I didn't pack enough. I brought 60 and I take four a day for a month, so I need 120. So I will need to order some from Vitacost. Not that interesting. Sometimes I wonder about metaphors that can point to how most of the time we're missing a lot of this. We want to go back to analyzing our inner machinations and just standing here now surrounded by all this beauty I look back and then I saw my shadow and to me when we go back into processing our inner processes and thinking about our thinking and all of that it's like being surrounded by all this beauty and being infatuated with our own shadow.
kind of what we're doing. because I rollerbladed 17 miles yesterday along my favorite trail and got my bottle of lithium orotate in the mail. Haven't had this brand before, so this will be the fourth brand that I will try. And not last night, but the night before I had that crazy heart palpitation and jerking myself awake phenomenon happen. And I was trying to look at my self-dialogue playlist to see when that happened last year to see if it was around the same time, but I couldn't really find the exact day, so I'm not sure. But it wasn't accompanied with any fear or any stories about ending my life, which was nice, and I did eventually fall asleep. And it didn't happen last night, so that's good. And I'm wondering if it's because I'm taking 50 milligrams of quetiapine. And I lost my cell phone charger, so I'm going to go on a walk and look for it, because I might have dropped it while on a walk. Other than that, I'm just really sleepy. I haven't had much to talk about while here in California. Been living life. One thing I did want to mention though was the night I had those heart palpitations or racing heart and it was a bit harder to fall asleep but it didn't have the scary stuff associated with it. I did take two tyrosine that morning and that helps build dopamine, so that could have been one of the reasons why my heart did that thing. And a couple days ago I started taking 15 milligrams of lithium orotate instead of 20, but I've been feeling really tired, so today I'm going to up it to 20 again and see if that helps my energy. And my energy is kind of low, I do want to get onto a healthier diet. But other than that, I've been immersed in living here. I have eight days left here. Wanting to enjoy the bird sounds and living here. I'm feeling a little over-medicated, I think, by the 50 milligrams of quetiapine. I might try to go down one-eighth at a time when I get back home to be on one and a half, though when I get back home, I might not feel over-medicated because I might need the extra block. That extra bit blocking sensitivity. And I wrote a big list of things to do when I get home. And it's a big long one, so I have to figure out how to be effective and efficient with it. And not get caught in too much busyness. I really don't know how to do that. 
because I do have to spend some time and energy preparing for June 15th if my brain hits a wall again and I want to do some energy living life There might have been something else I wanted to say, and I wrote it down, but I'm not sure what it is, so I'll check in later. So it's almost near the end of my trip, 27 days, it's day 25, and I haven't really talked to myself much on video because I've been so immersed in being here, and a few notes about the whole balancing brain chemistry supplements thing. I'm running low on magnesium, so haven't been taking as much of that these last few days. Doesn't really seem to be having an effect. And last night, something woke me up, maybe an hour before sunset, and it kept me awake. Some really loud noise, and so I took a five or a, a tryptophan hoping that it would put me back to sleep because I was so half asleep that I didn't know if it was middle of the night or what but I wanted to go back to sleep and when I woke up this morning I didn't have the same fog that I've had usually and tiredness probably as a result of taking the 50 milligrams of quetiapine as well as a bunch of other things to fall asleep. I've been taking two, three milligrams of melatonin to fall asleep and four of the sunflower lecithin and an extra zinc and yeah, so I've been taking a lot of the supplements to fall asleep too because there's so much energy here to the point where maybe I don't even need the quetiapine to protect me, but I've been taking it and with all the energy, it's even harder to sleep here. And I'd probably eventually fall asleep, but just try to put myself to sleep quickly. And things are getting pretty powerful these last few days. I had a powerful experience yesterday, and so there was even more energy when I was falling asleep. I'm seeing more of these dynamics that I've talked about and wondering about how it'll play out this time going back home and whether it's the right decision. I've made a lot of notes on what I need to do when I go back home and I'm not sure if I'll go back home and I might come back to California in May, possibly. But then that would make it hard to find a job or work. So, yeah. I might work April or not at all, come back to California in May, maybe spend June on the island and that's the month my brain is supposed to implode perhaps. So preparing for my brain to implode, working in the meantime if I can, but I feel like I have so many other little things to do that could take up all that time and, and not work, but it would be smart for me to work for a month full time or something some kind of temp thing, make a bit of money. So yeah, I gotta go through those, that list I made and try to orient myself properly to this whole unfolding of this year.
Not sure what else to say. There's a lot of other stuff. Last night after a powerful experience, I wrote something and I want to read it, but I don't have it separately to be able to read right now, so maybe I'll read it later. I was just thinking of the beginning of some kind of poetic something. I was moving inefficiently. The eyes stumble upon life. And I saw a lizard and bunnies and all that. But just as I thought that, I saw death of the worst kind dead hummingbird. I wonder if this is some kind of sign because I leave tomorrow and is it the end of joy? Hummingbirds mean joy. Hari Hari Gopala Hari Hari Gopala Hari Hari Gopala Govinda Hare Govinda Hare Gopala Govinda Hare Gopala Hari Hari Gopala Hari Hari Gopala Hari Hari Gopala Govinda Hare moment because a couple of months ago when I wasn't doing so well I was imagining being right where I am now not quite the exact spot but pretty close and realizing that I would feel so grateful once I got back to this place and that's true I am grateful and I'm wondering if some point in the not too distant future I will know of a feeling that I want to escape and get back here. I am grateful. And finding that dead hummingbird seemed almost like symbolic of the end of joy. I've had a very joyous and flowy time without even feeling like I'm enjoying anything because it was so present and now-ish. So yeah, my time here has come to an end. I fly back tomorrow and live a totally different life. I didn't really capture much of my time here.
but that's okay because last time I was in California I captured a lot. So much beauty here. There's a lot of beauty everywhere, but it's easier to see it in places where it's easier to see it. See you back home. So I haven't been talking to myself because it feels like there hasn't been anything to talk about myself with. When I was in California, everything just unfolded in a flowing way and I was living life and with the people there and there was nothing to write down, or at least not much. And I got back last night and when I got home, I got ready for bed and then I went to bed and I took the two quetiapine and I took six milligrams of sublingual melatonin. And when I was in California, I was taking four sunflower lecithin, 1200 milligrams, as well as an extra zinc and, an, and two tryptophan at night to go to sleep. But I was thinking, well, I was really tired and it was one o'clock in the morning or later. So I decided not to take the sunflower lecithin or or the tryptophan. Maybe I didn't take tryptophan. Maybe that was the problem. I can't remember what I did. So maybe that's what it was. Or maybe I didn't take it because I had taken some on the plane to stay calm and everything. So I think I might have thought I took too much of that already so I didn't want to take more. And then what happened was I was asleep for probably like an hour and a half. And I know that because I checked my phone and checked the time when I woke up. But I woke up in the night and my heart was racing and it felt like that death experience. And it was going fast and strong, but not super, super fast. It was kind of like boom, 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 boom. And it wouldn't stop. And I, I was laying there paralyzed and my brain felt like it was dying, like kind of like that mild psychosis death thing happening where I can't move and it felt like my brain was rearranging and reorganizing and it was painful and it was and I, I think I remember when I was falling asleep my brain was trying to work things out about how consciousness manifests experience or things that have happened in some of the past experiences when I've been in terrified states and how people respond to me and then when I'm in better states, how people respond to me. And when I did that calculation in my brain, it messes me up because it makes me feel like there are no other people. But there are, of course there are. But then it just, it was confused. And I remember thinking about different things, like thinking about a past scenario where I was terrified and then a friend was there and she just kind of stood there doing nothing. And then all of a sudden, 
my mom came and knocked on the door as if she knew I was terrified or something. She's like, are you okay? It was just really weird. It's like people pick up on this consciousness and act accordingly. But then when calculating that, it makes some kind of feeling of tremendous responsibility. Like, ugh, it's so confusing. I don't even know how to explain it. But I found myself being like, okay, like, stop thinking about that. Even though I wasn't thinking, it was like my brain was trying to figure something out. It was like, stop figuring that out. And then when the thing happened in the night that I was absolutely terrified, and it didn't make me feel like I wanted to kill myself, but I did find myself trying to think, where's the extra Seroquel? And it was telling me something about like this terror, this terrified feeling was giving this subtle intimation of how my brain can't operate the way it was operating in California. It's not safe. Something like that. And it went on and on, sort of giving me this really subtle information that it's hard to remember. But I don't know if that was it, like it was dying to that. And I've also thought when that happens and there's that terror and this weird stuff in my brain, it's like lowering my level of consciousness and I'm not sure. So I was in California and then I just got home and fell asleep and that happened. And was that to lower my level of consciousness to be closer to this reality? Or I don't or was it stress from the plane ride? Or was it the fact I didn't take sunflower lecithin and more tryptophan? And I don't think I took more zinc either. So was it because I didn't have that? Do I need to take those now all the time? I wasn't taking them every night when I was home before I left for California but I was in California because it's so energetic there and so much energy that I needed something to help me sleep those supplements and vitamins so after that subsided that it kind of stopped after maybe a minute or two but it was absolutely terrifying and it felt like it was gonna go on forever and it felt like it was telling me like something terrible was gonna happen or Maybe it happening was the terrible happening, this brain rearranging, I don't know. But then after it stopped, I got up and I grabbed a few Seroquel and I put them by my, I put them on my nightstand and then I put the bottle somewhere else because I didn't want it to look like I had this big bottle of Seroquel by my nightstand because that can look like I took half a bottle because it's half empty even though that bottle probably never was full, but it could look like, it could look like I took a bunch. So I didn't want to make it look like anything like that. And then I took five sunflower lecithin, and I might have taken some tryptophan. I don't even know. I was so out of it. And it was 3.14 in the morning when I checked. And then I fell asleep. So I'm wondering if it was just telling me something or just reorganizing something because it was that same heart-pounding terror that I get that is so uncomfortable and awful. But it went away. Whereas when that happened in, I can't remember the month, October, it didn't go away and it just turned into more and more and more. So I'm not really due for a crisis until mid-June, but this was not the greatest. So I could 
just think of it in terms of I made a big transition from California for 27 days to home and it was really weird. So I'm thinking of buying this device called Spire that my friend told me about that measures your breathing and maybe a Fitbit for the heart rate monitor thing to see these faster heart rates happening. And then I wonder about like, had I not come back, would this all be going down? Would I need this device to measure breathing? Would I need this device for heart rate? Would I need this or that or to do all these things that I have on my to-do list? Like those things and that chaos sort of puts itself together as necessary as soon as I come back here. But in California, life is so simple. There aren't all those things to do. So I do need to prepare for the apocalypse in June. Maybe it'll come sooner. It also is worrisome that maybe the quetiapine won't keep this shit away because I did take two quetiapine, but the heartbeat things still happen. And so that's big because I've never been on two quetiapine a day. I've been on lithium things and trazodone and that heartbeat thing happened, but now I'm on the two antipsychotics and it happens anyway. So I could eventually make myself sort of um, adapted to the antipsychotic and it might not have the same effect. So this could be bad or I don't know. But one good point is after that terrifying period of time ended, I was able to get up, put like a few Seroquel beside my bed, and then I took five sunflower lecithin and went to sleep. So it's good I didn't have to take trazodone or something. If I started taking that, it is a serotonin-based or SSRI antidepressant. And then I wouldn't be able to take tryptophan and, and St. John's wort because those things are contraindicated. So as long as I can keep taking all the vitamins and I ordered more and then I ordered more again. Last night when I got home, I ordered uridine, brain gastrodin, alpha GCP and CDB choline, which are the things more related to brain neuroplasticity that I'll need for after the apocalypse happens on June 15th. I'm also probably going to make an appointment to talk to Peter Smith again and talk to him about what's been happening. I haven't had a follow-up consultation with him. The only thing with talking with him is he talks a lot, um, which is great value, but hopefully he can answer my questions. And I work today, so I feel, I feel overwhelmed. My eyes feel funny. I don't think, I wonder if it's because of that thing that happened last night, but I'm just wondering, it's just so interesting that that happened so soon after coming back. But hopefully it was just releasing some energy. Hopefully my brain was reorganizing and in that process it was telling me something really intense. Because before I was falling asleep I was trying to figure out this how to operate without this sense of you and me or separation. And then when I was driving today I realized something about people react mechanically. So it's not a matter of there's no you or me, it's people are reacting mechanically, sort of like programs. So there is something there, but they're not reacting or acting based on the actual. And 
that's too big to get into when someone's coming so I'm gonna go for dinner I'm gonna try and go on to organic food and be really healthy and do what I can for my body and see if that increases my vibration in some way because I don't know what else I can do so here goes So I'm definitely feeling kind of depressed since I've been back from California. Just feels kind of like I don't want to be here. Even though I made a to-do list of a million things to do. Feels kind of hard to carry it out. Ended up watching something on Prime Video about Boeing versus Airbus. Because I signed up for Amazon Prime. And Prime Video has some good stuff on there. It's really different than Netflix, which is kind of nice. Which could come in handy if I start binge-watching stuff. But I do want to focus on health and getting a bit in shape. Today I weighed myself, which I haven't done in years, probably like three years, and I weigh 119 pounds, which isn't bad or anything, but I know I can get down to like 109, maybe even 105, so I'm going to work on that this month, switching over to ketogenic and hopefully having a bit more energy, even though at first I might have a bit less energy. Oh yeah, that sound is the, the vents for the heat. Makes a sound all the time. I just don't really like this place. So I'm going to see if I can find sanctuary in June. Maybe go back to California in May, I don't know. And it's interesting how I saw that dead hummingbird before I left California and I said, maybe this will be the death of joy. And then I had that brain dying experience that was terrifying in the middle of the night, the first night. And now I'm feeling kind of like, mm, things aren't flowing. And I wrote a blog post about a guy that I spoke with on my way back on the shuttle who had prostate cancer and it was in his spine and his bones and everything and it sounded like he was done for even though he still seemed positive and hopeful about the five more rounds of chemo he was going to do and he described them as being very 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 painful and it was really sad but we talked the whole two hour time the whole journey and and then I made an amateur mistake and left water in my water bottle at the airport, so they confiscated it. Otherwise, I would have had to go through security again, which I didn't want to do, even though I had enough time. And I was sort of mourning the loss of my water bottle, even though the man I just spoke with probably was going to die soon. And he was only 41, which is only five years older than me. But how quick the mind goes back to its silly things and I slept okay 
last night and the night before, so that's good. Hopefully that scary stuff was just to land in consciousness to come back down to the resonance here. And I think after this trip it's becoming a lot more obvious that my body just wants to be somewhere else. It wants to be where it knows what is possible. So, yeah, I'm feeling kind of anxious a little bit. And I took all the supplements I take at night, last night and the night before, to sleep. And I've started taking ones again since I got home because I have them, like rhodiola and biopurine and I'm not sure what else. There's a couple of things. Bacopa is one of them. Oh yeah, Hawthorne, Skullcap, and Polygala, and there's another one. So these are just things I'm taking since I have them. And of course, ordering more and more and more supplements, which might be unnecessary in places like California. And I had this vanilla shortbread bulletproof collagen protein bar and it was really good. The brownie one wasn't very good, it was really chalky and yucky. And other than that, today I made use of Amazon Prime and I got toothpaste, that might have been yesterday. Because the one I get is the salt toothpaste and it's kind of hard to find, so it's a time saver to just get it delivered. And I'm not sure what else, but then I bought one windshield wiper replacement blade for my car at Costco online. So that's done. And I also bought a device called Spire. Spire Stone. And my brain twin told me about it. And it might just be another device that I stopped using after a while, but what I liked about it, he showed me the app and how it tracks if you're breathing and you're doing activity or if you're focused or if you're calm or whatever. So certain categories, but then it also says where you are when these things happen. And there's a bit of information online about how it might not always sync properly and things, but he showed me how he was at the movie theater when he was having some stress, probably like a scary scene or something, and then when he was most calm, it showed on a map that he was at the beach. So for me, that was kind of cool. And on the website, the Spire Stone says, head off tension before you even realize it's happening. Understand what, where and who causes you to be stressed, calm, or productive. Unlock the calming power of your own breath with visual exercises and guided meditations. Track your health progress through activities, steps, calories, and more. Blah, blah, blah. So what I like about this one is, unlike the Muse headband, which cost me a lot of money in credit card points, that one can only be used when you're sitting there meditating. If you're walking around, it kind of loses connectivity. I did talk to them and they're going to make glasses that you can wear more often. 
but this one, the spire stone, you can wear all the time and it clips on your pants. But the point that I really like is it says, understand what, where, and who causes you to be stressed, calm, or productive. So if I wear this thing when I get it, and it's constantly showing that I'm stressed where I'm living right now, then that might be motivation to be somewhere else because it's not good for me to be here. And I am feeling kind of like anxiety a little bit. It's strange. It's like it's coming back and it could happen that it comes back faster if I'm living in less than ideal circumstances because the eight and a half month cycle has been when I've been on my own a lot of the time but now that I'm not it's it's quite dicey I have to listen to these biometrics so yeah and I called today to upgrade the internet because it wasn't a very fast speed which I could tell because I was editing a video and trying to pull it out of the cloud and it just wasn't really happening very effectively so hopefully the internet will be faster in the next couple of days or 24 hours or more, I think they said. And then that way I can edit some of the nature videos that I took because that happens pretty seamlessly and it's fun to do. And I took a bunch of short clips that I want to make into nice compilations or short clips for my blog that I'm doing even though that happens kind of haphazardly but I think the main thing is doing the ketogenic diet seeing if I can drop like 10 pounds and feel good in my body and I think that noise is airplanes taking off I could hear it this morning quite a bit and it woke me up and I'm pretty sure it's airplanes taking off and it happens more I'm not sure what that is but it's quite loud so yeah I set up my old computer with a music making program and I don't think I'll get into making music like crazy but Maybe just making a little bit of background sound for my videos. That would be cool. And, um, yeah, so waiting for those things that I ordered online. Being healthy. Tonight I had spinach salad with avocado kind of mashed in and mustard. Very simple. And it was quite tasty. So... I did get some bananas and I do have some dates left so I'll eat those and switch over I had a $25 gift card to Safeway and I really don't like Safeway so I bought mostly avocados and I bought some spinach there and I bought another thing of low-dose aspirin to continue taking that for at least another month to make three months I missed a couple days here and there but for the most part I've taken one a day and then in the mail, I got a $25 gift card to Superstore, so I'm going to go there when I need more spinach, probably in a day, and 
with my PC points, I have like $45 worth. So that's good. And then I need to make a stop at Costco and get frozen blueberries, some pecans, and um, certain things that are cheaper to buy there. And I'm going to switch to guaki yerba mate, however you say it, because I watched a excuse me, a documentary produced by Petram Shoji or something. I think he is the founder of well.org and he profiled some companies that go beyond in terms of also being in harmony with the environment. And I learned about this guaki company years and years ago and I used to drink their yerba mate and order it in bulk from a supplier. But that supplier shut down, so now I can't order it in bulk. So, I will get a small bag though when I go to um, a market that sells it because I feel like getting a bit more congruent with eating organic and having like higher quality yerba mate and certain things because when I used to do that in the past I felt really good and I think it would increase my vibration if you want to call it that and things would manifest more wonderfully but then it's more expensive to eat that way so it's cool that I got some gift cards and I have some credit card points to make up for some of that and I have more credit card points that I could make into grocery gift cards if I needed to so I think that would be good to focus on this next month because that way if I do go back to California, I'll have a good habit or I'll be in better shape to rollerblade and do yoga and things like that. I'm really not very strong, so I'd like to get stronger. And if my video thing is inspiring for me, that would be good. Maybe it'll help me to post some more blog posts if I have little clips of beauty videos that I can put in there with it. So we'll see what happens. I'll keep this under 15 minutes so I can upload it and yeah, hopefully I can do a video a day and just keep myself posted on these things and do some of the things that I have on my big long to-do list that I put into Google Keep. Lots of things to do, simple things like getting a haircut, I booked a dentist appointment, so I am doing things, but I need to take a rest. I'm going to rent the movie, The Soul of the Revolution, and watch it. So I just set up my banner thing that I kind of like in my office, in the wall. On the wall in front of my desk. And that way, maybe it will be more pleasing to sit in here and do the work I need to do. And I say need because I'm feeling like I don't really want to be settled for these next few months or maybe up to a year. So I'm thinking about ways to wander and also doing the practical things like my car needs an oil change. I really need a haircut. And yeah, continue to talk to myself. I wrote a blog post, I want to write some more blog posts and then start figuring out how to sort of fix the blog up a little bit. 
because I don't know how long I can last living here. Last time I lasted two months before I went downhill, so I might only have two months. And I do only kind of have two months because it just so happens that it coincides with I have April, I have May, and then crap is going to start in June. So I need to be somewhere safer where it's safe to be in a state of fear and anger and guilt and shame and terror and not have people around me that I'm going to project onto. It'll make it worse and it'll make it longer. So I feel some urgency to pre get prepared for all this sort of stuff. I sent an email to a place that I might want to stay. I was in the shower and thinking about getting an RV or a van or something, which I've talked about before, but I see the necessity of it more right now. And it is a good time to do it. So I'm going to make the last bit of March and April kind of about cleansing. I'm going to do ketogenic diet, see if I can lose like 10 pounds of fat. And then that way when I do start being more active outside, I will feel lighter and it'll be more fun to do so. And I also made, just now I made some knockout packs. So I took these things that I bought from Dollarama and I don't know if you can see, but the first one is Seroquel, 25 milligrams, and then Trazodone, which also knocks me out, 25 milligrams. And then in the bottom, I put stuff that I never take, which is Lorazepam, a one milligram sublingual, as well as one milligram swallow. And I also put in Zoplicone, because I have these in old bottles of pills, but I haven't taken these for years, probably. I don't know, I probably took some in the hospital. I probably took some lorazepam in the hospital in 2016, April, but I've never taken them at home, really. So I thought to do this because if I'm taking the Seroquel daily, it might have a less of a, an effect. So I might need something stronger to knock me out if I have a crisis when it is the major crisis. So I made one for beside my bed and one for my purse. And there's a blank space, which I don't know what I'll put there. But then I made a supplement knockout pack. And this stuff worked the other day when I had that scary stuff happen. I think I took probably a couple of tryptophan. I took a, I took probably five sunflower lecithin. And I took, I don't know if I took more melatonin. Probably not, but there's melatonin in here as well as zinc. And I say I might have taken the zinc and the tryptophan, because I don't remember, I was kind of out of it, but I do remember taking the sunflower lecithin. And that was enough to put me up to back to sleep after this scary shit happened in the night for like a few minutes. So this is option number one. I'm going to make another one of these, and maybe a couple others, I don't know. So these are sort of portable. And there was other stuff I wanted to talk about. which I can talk about later, but yeah, I'll talk about it later, but right now I'm just preparing, okay, yeah. Oh, so I found my little list of the other things I want to talk about, and not yesterday, but the day before, I think it was, I took inulin, I bought a thing of inulin powder, which feeds gut microbiota, 
and it made me feel so barfy and gross. And by the end of the day, I was crying listening to Celine Dion with earphones on, listening to her Titanic performance at the billboards, as well as her song, her version of Ave Maria. And I was just like crying and laying there and feeling like depressed. So that even could be a clue that right now I don't have a good gut microbiome and I fed the bad ones, I think. So I think by doing ketogenic for a while, that will starve out the bad ones because they feed on sugar. And then I'll try the inulin powder again in a smaller dose at some future date. Another thing I want to try again is that Haritake powder when I get a little bit more cleansed out. And it could just be I'm just a, in a really sensitive state. I was in California. It was pristine and beautiful. I'm hypersensitive, so everything contacting me in this environment just builds up and and then it translates into into a gesture of being sensitive like crying and it's just a sign I'm sensitive I guess no big deal I can cry it out if I need to and it's such a stark contrast from being there to being here and the weird thing was that I was listening to Ave Maria by Celine Dion, and in the comments it said, I'm surprised this version has lower views than Beyonce's. And then the next day I was joking with my dad. Well, I have this joke with him that he needs new underwear. And something about poop streaks. But anyway, we got on joking about how maybe we could sell celebrity poop streak underwear. It was just a joke. And then he said, oh, well, it could be a thing. I'll trade you two Celines for one Beyonce. And it was weird because that's what I was watching last night was Celine and Beyonce. I didn't watch the Beyonce one, but I was thinking Beyonce because she had the other video of Ave Maria. So it's just it's so obvious. I think I don't need more proof that consciousness is so connected that it's one but I need to realize what I need to do because of that fact. So if I'm here and feeling negative because I'm feeling negative in this space, that's what's going to respond to me here. So I need a space that doesn't feel negative. One thing I'm looking into is that with disability, one can get free camping in BC parks. So I looked it up and you can stay for two weeks max. I already got my release of information and I might need to print more of them, but I might book some camping. We'll see. We'll see if I can work a bit in April, but I have lots to do and I really need to focus on doing it and not getting lazy and losing sight of what I need to do. So that's it for now. Maybe I'll talk a little more later. Bye. Not last night, but the night before, I felt so tired all of a sudden and kind of sick and barfy and so I went to bed at around 8.30 and I think it was because my body was looking for the sugar that I'm not feeding it. I'm switching over to ketogenic and I weighed myself. I started at 119 pounds and I haven't really lost any weight in the first couple of days which is fine. I don't care. But I have felt better since yesterday and today I was shopping and I found 
And what do I need this for when I'm a vegetarian? Well, this is one of my favorite things to use for enemas because it's cheap and it can be thrown out after a couple times. And so I got three of them at a dollar store that I found when I was waiting for my car to get its oil changed. And so my car's oil's changed. It might need new brakes by next oil change or maybe not. I don't think so. I can probably hold out another six months to a year, hopefully, and maybe I'll get some kind of recreational vehicle in the meantime. Who knows? But today I'm gonna to do an enema. I also got this bag of organic coffee, so I'm gonna do a coffee enema with this thing. And that's one of my things right now because I'm working on creating and cleansing as well as preparing for a crisis in June and preparing to wander. And also preparing to play outdoors. So today I also got some Epsom salts. I wanted to get it at Costco because I thought it would be cheaper, but they didn't have any. So I got some at a different store. The same store I got the coffee, I got Epsom salts, I got shampoo, and it's the kind I haven't tried before, but I probably saved half the price that I would have had to pay if I got the shampoo on Amazon of a different kind I like better but I'm trying to save money where I can because I paid for an oil change today too and I got this dry sack it was eight dollars and I wanted to get some resistance bands but then I looked on the package and it says warning to California this product has some substances that are associated with cancer and defects so I'm gonna look up to get some non-toxic resistance bands because that's something that's really easy to travel with and work out with. And I haven't really gotten into working out yet. I've been doing my psoas exercise in the morning, but I'm gonna wait until I lose a couple pounds before I do that. Plus I'm working on a bunch of other things. Yesterday I set up my music creation station, so that's looking good. And yesterday I bought a cord for a microphone that I have that hopefully can plug into my external sound card. So I'm gonna try that out. And if recording audio that way is fun, then I might get a better microphone. Just playing around with a lot of different things since I have all this energy right now. And also using some of it to plan. So the, the Epsom salts could come in handy if I'm not feeling well and I need to relax. I haven't tried that strategy, but I could try since I have them now on hand. And I got this on Amazon Prime. It's a two amp charger plug that I need for my external battery pack. I used to use one that was for a work phone, but I gave that phone back. So I got this portable thing and it might charge iPhones faster as well. And I also got my favorite salt toothpaste on Amazon Prime because before when I've gone out looking for it, I went to two stores and they were out. So then I wasted all that time. So this time, not wasting time, though I did spend quite a few hours shopping today. And at some point I'm gonna go out and get some runners and a tennis racket. So a lot of running around shopping. I went to Walmart and got some organic celery hearts so I'm gonna eat that for a snack and make that now while I'm also making my coffee enema preparation.
So that's what I'm up to today and things are good so far. This is today's ketogenic snack. Celery with sour cream and a bit of salsa. So I'm gonna do a coffee enema. So I brewed my coffee and I'm gonna filter it with this because this isn't fine enough, I don't think. And then I'm gonna use this to inject the enema. Just kidding, I don't use this needle part. All you need is this. The river looks so beautiful right now. And I just went to the dollar store and got two more of these. I got some at a different dollar store and I did an enema with it and then when I was cleaning this thing out it felt all sticky and yucky and turns out there's like a lubricant right in this part that like got all over the tube and everything so it's weird why they would do that because pretty much injecting like toxic glue residue into one's butt or into one's turkey and I don't use this for a turkey I use it for my butt but I'm hoping that this one doesn't have the glue stuff it doesn't look like it does so I bought three of those things from the other one and I threw one out and so I have two that are just garbage pretty much unfortunately and that's the thing with doing these healthy lifestyle things is that there's always wastes of resources, wastes of money. Only a couple dollars, but still. So I don't want to inject that residue into my body. That kind of defeats the purpose of doing a coffee enema, which is supposed to be very cleansing. So I'm glad I got these good ones now. And the other ones will probably come in handy for something eventually. Look at all the leaves. It's getting green. It's getting green and happy. Look at all the happy little green. Yesterday, I got an oil change for my car and while I was waiting for it to get finished I was walking around in an unfamiliar area and looking around at all the unfamiliar sights and then I asked the universe 
I said, what am I not seeing? And then I kept walking and it wasn't long, only a couple minutes before I saw a building and I saw a sign. And part of the sign was the Dream Center. And I've talked about the Dream Center before and how in my first powerful altered state experience, I was following the signs and something told me to look for yellow. And so I look for yellow and this man was there with a yellow Vizzy vest in a power scooter and he was somewhat, somewhat homeless. He wasn't fully homeless, but I think he was living in very, very subpar conditions. And I took him to coffee and he told me to create the dream center. And when he was telling me the instructions, all I could see was my hand moving and it was like my hand was just moving and it wasn't even my writing. And he told me that God told him to do this. And yeah, anyway, I had the instructions and I didn't create it yet. But when I asked that question of the universe and then I look up and there's that sign. It's pretty interesting that that happened. I don't know if it's significant or not. I really don't know what is significant. And I put myself on a ketogenic diet and I don't know what day of the ketogenic diet it is, but for the last two days I've been tracking things on an app called Chronometer. And I knew about this app before. The good thing about it is it has a ketogenic setting, so it'll track if you're within range of the percentage of fat, protein, and carbs you're supposed to eat on this diet, which is high, high fat, low carb, low protein. So I've been tracking that. And one thing that's cool too is you can put in your supplements and some of the supplements aren't in there. So I need to figure out, I'm not sure when you enter supplements if you have to enter in the amounts or if you just take a photo of the label. That's all I did. I didn't enter in all the different amounts. So I don't think I did it right. So I want to add in fish oil and things like that because there is fat in that. And it measures a lot of the nutrients too. So I was feeling tired one night, but since then I felt quite good and the hunger pains are going away. I did a vegetarian ketogenic diet before and I really liked how I wasn't a slave to my stomach. If I couldn't eat for a while for some reason, I wasn't 
ravenous or dying or feeling like I was going to die if I didn't eat in five minutes. So I like having that extra level of mastery over the stomach. And I started at 119 pounds. I'm wondering if I will lose any weight. I think I will once I switch into burning fat. Tomorrow I'm going to test my urine with keto strips to see if I'm in ketosis. And I'm going to do that for probably 30 days once I'm in ketosis and once I'm kind of organized and see how it goes. I've been wanting to do this for a while and I finally have the fridge space and things to do it so I'm feeling like doing it so it's easy, it just kind of happens, I don't have to force myself and I like that. I don't really like to force myself to do things so I might have something in mind for a while and then I wait for it to happen instead of thinking oh I really have to do this, I should do this, why am I not doing this? It eventually happens at some point if it's right. So I'm doing that and with the app it's interesting how there are carbs in a lot of things, of course. And if I up my exercise a little bit, then I can up the carbs a little bit as well. Not even up them, they're just kind of in everything. Even in avocado. And there's 7 grams in my kombucha actually. So I might need to only drink half a kombucha a day because my carb limit is probably 20 to 25 grams. And... I'm having a smoothie with some blueberries in it, and that takes up quite a bit too. So that's something I'm doing, and continuing to prepare for the crisis, continuing to prepare for being outside, maybe doing a little bit more work, lots of things on the go, and I'm feeling like I can do a lot of it. Though one thing I was struggling with was being present sometimes with people. So if people are around because I'm living with people, taking the opportunity to be with those people in certain moments, as opposed to thinking, no, I'm gonna tell them to go away and not be in my space, especially with little people. There can be a tendency to think, well, I wanna get to my to-do list. I wanna send this email or whatever. and. Little people are only little for so long. And so I got rid of all those preconceived notions of what my day had to look like and just went with the little people. And it was so much fun drawing and coloring and running around and screaming and singing and dancing and just playing. And I talk with myself about being playful and spontaneous and all these things. While around little people, it's so easy to do. And there is no plan and there is no rules. So it was a lot of fun and it made me question what's important. Obviously little people are more important than getting things done on a to-do list that once things get done on a to-do list, there's only a million more things to do. So, what is most significant and meaningful now, and what can't I do later, and 
what might be the most paradigm shattering thing. Sometimes I think, oh, I need to help people or share something that might help people, but maybe being around little people and one of the little people called me a superhero. So what's more important? I really don't know. So practicing presence and I do feel present a lot of the time, but still there's this movement away thinking that something else is more important than what is presenting itself right now. So I'm going to, at least maybe tomorrow, do some meaningful things like I want to rent the movie The Solar Revolution because someone recommended that I watch it so that could be somewhat inspirational so that's nice and and other things instead of getting distracted like I want to reread something that I was reading a while ago and absorb it again and do things like that. And I think also focusing on the health of my body helps to bring me into the present moment too. And I think I made a quick video about how I got some new turkey injectors or meat injectors for enemas, ones that don't have that scoopy, sticky stuff on it. So yeah, I'm gonna be focusing on my body and being present and things that I've ordered online coming and utilizing them and yeah, I'm just trying to orient my energy to really be present and be, and be here. And there was a challenge today, I found out a friend of mine found out about my blog because I made an Instagram for it and the link to my blog was on there and then I didn't realize that it would show up on like, people that I know on Instagram and that person isn't even on my Instagram so it showed up as people you may know so I feel like I need to edit my blog and make sure that what I want to share is on there I was using it as like a rambling board but it could be a good excuse to go and sort of clean it up a little bit and that could be a good process because I do perhaps want to utilize that as a modality of sharing it might not really be a modality of sharing but it's good practice of writing the other day I wrote an article on safety and I wrote like 4,000 words that's a lot of words so I can write a lot of words I can say a lot of words the words aren't the problem, the problem is editing or even all the little ways to create a blog and stuff, like I'm really not interested in that. So I think that's okay, I think if I keep going with sharing the journey without sharing it yet really because it's not made into something really um, easily consumed if you want to say that that's okay um, 
it'll be interesting these next few months and continuing to talk to myself about it, about planning for the crisis, preparing for the crisis, preparing to be outside, preparing to minimize the crisis and also being present with what is now and seeing what unfolds and seeing what is meaningful. I don't know and that's okay. Tomorrow I have a haircut. I haven't had my haircut in like close to a year so it'll be nice to have soft hair cleaned up a little bit. I made a dentist appointment. All these practical things mixed in with everything else and I think it's kind of important and I haven't really been talking about the things that enter consciousness but one thing is that it seems important to not go far ahead of people meaning it's better to be present with what's here now than create like ideal scenarios or wonderful possibilities in mind I think it separates oneself from the connectedness that is actual so being mindful of that connectedness where I am now is more important than lofty ideals of how things should be or how my life should work or how the world should work how I've seen it could work. Who cares? I say that now, but I'm hoping that I know this next, the next two months will be more energetic. I'll be able to get lots done. I don't want to get lots done in the direction of something that's going to be really ungrounding. I don't know if I'm going to be able to prevent this. It seems to happen. Even going and being alone for a month during the crisis might not be a good idea because then I'm alone in that space where consciousness goes to weird places. I'm actually alone physically as well as in consciousness, whereas other times in consciousness it goes into places that aren't congruent with now and here, but physically I'm around people that can sort of help bring me back in the ways that they do. Even if I'm bringing myself back by taking extra medication myself and not going to the psych ward, there's still people around. But I'm thinking the people around might be detrimental, so I want to try it out. I don't want to say, oh yeah, I know that being around people when I'm in a crisis is bad because then I project onto them and they play into my terrible mental states and, and speak to me accordingly and it's awful but there could be something equally as awful about being alone with it that I don't know because I haven't experienced that before but I want to test it out see how it is and that's what this is all about testing things out like buying that spire to see if it tells me who what and when stressed me out or make me feel 
focused or engaged or relaxed or whatever it says. So we'll see. I really don't know. But I do think being present, making less lists. I mean, I made a list of things to do. I think it's nice that I have that list, but kind of dropping it and going with the flow somewhat. I even wrote the list on the whiteboard, some of the things, so I know what I need to do and doing them. Just keep moving with these things. And the main thing is the upcoming crisis, planning for that. And hopefully after that one, I won't really have to plan anymore. I'll have a sense of if it's good to be around people or not. Things like that. Hopefully, even if it's not good to be alone, at least people won't see me go through that and have to adjust their opinion of what I'm going through based on that. I want to end this now. Bye, good night. Yesterday I got my hair cut, which feels good because I got a cut last July and it's now almost April, so that's a long time. And I like it, which is good. And today I'm doing a bunch of healthy things. I am tracking my carbs in this ketogenic diet in the Chronometer app. And it's showing me how many carbs are in things. So I put half a cup of blueberries in my smoothie instead of three quarters of a cup. And I also put half a cup of the protein powder because my carb and protein levels are a little bit too high. So once I find a good balance of things that will put me in the ketogenic range, I will go for 30 days on it, hopefully. And I'm trying to track down some ketogenic strips. I know someone who has some who's not using them, but they can't find them. So I don't have any keto strips right now, which is okay. And right now, I'm brewing a coffee enema. And this that I bought from a different dollar store doesn't have the goop in here, which I'm assuming can only be toxic, so that's great. Now I have a little enema thing. I have one of those bulbs, but how the hell do you clean it inside? It kind of grosses me out. This you can clean a lot easier, and then when it stops moving nice and smoothly, then you just throw it out, which is a bit of a waste, but um, those other things just get all gross and takes so much time to clean them, and it's just yucky so I like this I'm having yerba mate I found my dream mug in my stuff that I like I made a smoothie that I'm working on and one thing that I got in my Vitacost order to top it up so I could get free shipping because I'd rather pay 20 bucks for something I'm gonna use and save the $10 shipping then not add that $20 and waste $10 on shipping. I had to make a $100 order total, which is a lot, but I got two of these Moringa powders, which also have carbs in them, so I'm only doing one teaspoon at a time. 
I could go up to two teaspoons at some point, but I used to use this and I figured I would just get it again. I'm not really doing very many superfoods, but this is one that I got. And some other things that I got from Vitacost were supplements that are on the anti-suicide remedy page of Peter Smith of balancingbrainchemistry.co.uk and a couple of the things or one of the things is uridine so he says to take a certain amount of uridine this was a kind of expensive one I think like 25 bucks probably so this is for crisis time and I also got alpha GCP which I was taking the first month or two and brain gastrodin, which I was also taking, and CDB choline, because these are all things that he recommended for neuroplasticity and, and nurturing that process. So I don't really need any neuroplasticity help right now. I'm functioning very well, but after I hit the wall and have a crisis, it feels like my brain dies, so I could use a boost of things that help brain neuroplasticity, supposedly. And um, then I went to his page, the Suicide Remedy page, and I printed it out, and I noticed there's a bunch of other things on there that I could get too. One of the things I took the first month or two was Sam E. I don't have that in my possession. I stopped taking it, and I forgot about it. So this is why it's good to keep reviewing the information, and I'm going to keep reviewing it until crisis time and make sure I have a set of everything I need to take during crisis, separate and organized. So then when it comes time, like I might even put a label on here, like one a day in the morning or something. Because if I have say 30 different things I'm gonna take and they're all separate, properly labeled, then all I have to do is grab the box and look at the package and I'll know what to do. Whereas if I have to go back and refer to a sheet and all that, in crisis time, it's too hard. I can do that now, but I won't be able to do that during a crisis. So I'm also gonna mind map it out. I really do need to be serious about planning for this, especially since I'm going to do it in a peaceful environment by myself, hopefully. So, I will get all those other supplements even though they're kind of expensive because this is the experiment that I'm doing. I'm doing the experiment of will taking these supplements make it so I don't have to take way more Seroquel or way more Trazodone and then I'd have to go off all the antidepressant supplements I'm on because they, they don't mesh well with um, antidepressant medications. So there'd be a lot of adjustments I'd have to make if this doesn't work. And if it doesn't work, I probably will stop doing it and take minimal supplementation and go on from there. But for now, this is an investment of probably a couple thousand dollars in these supplements over this, this time to see if this helps. And I'm willing to do that. So I do need to go through the list that I printed out, read all the information again, make the mind maps, get the supplements I'm missing, like Sam E, and there were a few others in the Suicide Remedy Protocol. And the Suicide Remedy Protocol is for when, basically, this bipolar thing is coming in and trying to kill me or, or anyone. And 
um, that happens to me. That's what happens. So I want to see if this protocol will help to make that less painful and awful. Like if I could just keep taking the two quetiapine a day and not have to take five or six on a day for several days, that would be a pretty big win, I think. And if that's true as well, like maybe I would just say, well, I'd rather not spend all this money on these supplements and just take the extra meds next time. We'll see what happens. So I'm gonna start collecting supplements all separately for the one month trip that I wanna take to a peaceful place to go through this transition. So I'll talk about those when I get them. The other thing is, the last time I took this Haritake powder in coconut milk, it made me throw up. And so now, since I have some of my stuff, I have these capsules. So I'm gonna put a full cap of Haritake powder in my body later and see what happens. This I learned at one point is supposed to help to cleanse the pineal gland. And since I'm doing a bit of a cleanse right now, I'm going to give it a try with a capsule and see if I can stomach it. And um, I'm going to wait a little while though because I just took my vitamins and I don't want to barf up my vitamins. And another thing I started doing right now, I just happened to start doing it, was a long time ago I crushed up a bunch of lithium orotate tablets. These kind. And I was doing that because I was slowly tapering off lithium carbonate. This was years ago. So I was changing the amount of lithium orotate I was taking daily based on that and putting it into one of those empty capsules and using... this little scale that I bought. It's kind of a handy little scale. It's capacity to 100 grams with 0 0.01 grams of precision. It'd be nice to have 0 0.001, but it doesn't have that. And this was really reasonably priced. I can't remember, it couldn't have been more than 20 bucks. Whereas some of the other ones, once you get that extra decimal point, are really expensive. So I was using that to weigh out these, putting the lithium orotate into capsules, those empty capsules again, and with the capsule I weighed out 0.5 grams, and that should be about 10 milligrams of the lithium orotate because I weighed out a capsule and it weighed 0.2. So I did 0.2 times 2 is 0.4, plus 0.1 for the capsule is 0.5. So by weighing out 0.5 total, each one of these, I'll just have to take one in the morning and one in the evening. Usually I take two of these in the morning and two in the evening. Right now I'm actually taking this one because I can get this one off VitaCost and it's only $5 a bottle and I need two bottles a month so that's 10 bucks a month. That's not bad. And I still have some of these but in the spirit of not wasting all of this that I crushed up, I'm going to measure these out and so I will have quite a few more days of lithium orotate in my rotation here 
And the other thing I wanted to go into, and I'm not gonna get into this big time, but it was kind of an interesting little fact. I rented the movie The Solar Revolution online and I watched it last night and it had some really interesting points. I wanna watch it again for sure. But for some reason, at some point, I looked up 8.5 month cycle on Google. And of course it had the whole birth cycle, 8.5 months pregnancy and things like that. But on one astrology site, and there weren't many links that came up, there were only like seven when I put it in quotes. One astrology site said something about the 8.5 month cycle of the gestation something and birth of Saturn. I was like, what the hell? That's weird. So I looked up something about Saturn and I'm not saying this right. I'll go into it a bit more later when I print stuff out, I think. But Saturn, I think it said goes around the sun every 29 and a half years. And what was interesting about that to me is I was diagnosed when I was 29 years old. And then if you take the whole gestation period of my life as well, it's sort of like between 29 and a half and 30 years. So my sort of crisis and rebirth happened at nearly exactly, not exactly, but pretty close to one rotation of Saturn. So when I was born, Saturn was in Libra. And when this happened, Saturn was in Libra again, which does happen for a period of time, but um, it's sort of interesting how that happened in that way. So it made me a little bit curious about astrology. So I'm gonna look into that a little bit, just because, and then I also looked up, because the movie talks about these geo storms or these solar storms, um, I looked up apps that give information on that and it's kind of interesting. And so I'll talk about that later too, the apps that go into this stuff, like who knows if there's an effect or what, but the movie talks about how there is an effect and it's not really convincing per se, it's sort of obvious. I don't think I was convinced as well as just affirmed on other levels of how all this stuff works. So I thought it was pretty interesting. So I'm gonna read that again or watch that again, read the astrology stuff, do this cleansing stuff and keep going with the healthy things and get stuff done that I need to do and get prepared. And then once I'm prepared, maybe look for some kind of work for a while. And yeah, so that's what I'm up to. Maybe I'll talk a little more later or tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Bipolar Inquiry. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Remember, use your voice, craft your consciousness, embody your potential, enter a quantum paradigm. The Bipolar Inquiry podcast is not meant to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Information in this show is not medical advice. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode.